So here's the buzz, Sailor Moon fans. We're stuck in this creepy cave with that low-life dweezel, Zoisite. Thanks to her, Tuxedo Mask is fighting for his life. Oh, that's the other hot buzz. Darian is Tuxedo Mask. Oh, and here's the real kicker. I am the Moon Princess. Me, Serena. Like even. Moon Podcast Escalation! My name is Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims, and this is Sailor Business. It's the podcast where we sit down with a friend and watch every single episode of the classic 1992 Sailor Moon anime and talk about just why it is that we love this show so much. And things are so serious right now. (laughs) Oh, things are so intense. Yeah, that's Today true. we're going to be watching uh, uh, episode 35, which is called Returning Memories, 30... uh, Usagi and Memru's Past. Is it 35 or 34? I think 34. It is. No, it's 34. Was, yeah. I'm crazy. Don't, I do my homework on this show. Well, I mean, I'm looking I, at the DVD menu right now. I watched it, so don't worry. <laughs> I have a feeling, uh, Chris, that you're going to say this is your favorite episode because Tuxedo Mask is dead. <laughs> No, it's not. Like, there's no cat's buttholes in it. What can I, what can <laughs> That's I say? True. That's true. What you are hearing is the voice of our special guest for this episode. We are joined to talk about this episode and next week's episode by Christy Lee Stewart. Christy, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Big fan. Yay. Yeah, you were saying you've listened to every episode of the show. And, yes, and you claimed responsibility for it. Oh, absolutely. Yes, because I was bugging Jordan about how he apparently would live tweet watching it on Twitter before I had ever met him and I was so jealous that he made this podcast for me. <laughs> that is that is possible. I, I don't remember it exactly that way, but I'll, I'll give it to you. Thank you. I <laughs> all I know, all I know is that Jordan went on Twitter one day and said, hey, does anyone want to do an episode by episode Sailor Moon podcast with me? And I said, yeah, I'll do that. I, don't th- I think I asked you specifically because I figured I think you, you might would have. say yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course I would. You asked, you asked me if I wanted to talk about something <laughs> online. So yes, Yes. Said. I mean, and I will say, at least it was at least partially inspired, too, by the show Star Wars Minute, which I love, where they talk about Star Wars one minute at a time, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, uh, we okay, should... well, then 50-50. 50-50. Then. I'll give you 50 well, For okay. me, it was uh, it was Go Bayside that was the uh, closest equivalent, which was April Richardson's amazing podcast about every episode of Saved by the Bell. No way. I have, yeah, it... Okay, wait. I have got to listen to that. Okay, it's, it's completed. Like, oh, wow. It's done, uh, and Did it is great. The- college years no there was there was no uh there was no college years no new class uh, either right no college years and no new class because she only likes classic saved by the bell nor was there any uh good morning miss bliss it's only saved by the bell uh but she talks about it frequently like why she's not going to do that stuff and it's the one of the reasons that i always talk about the negaverse business plan in our show Mm -hmm. is because april richardson uh very frequently discusses the 
the Max business plan. Ah, nice. But trying to figure out how that how this fifties <laughs> diner that may or may not be owned by the school stays open. That's great. When it's always that's renting nice. itself out to a bunch of fifteen year olds. <laughs> One thing that you guys do you guys mind if I just kind of leave and listen to that show instead of doing <laughs> this right now? You just said you were a fan. How <laughs> dare you? How dare you turn on? I'm us? now more of a fan of this show that you're talking about. It's it's really great. I, I think it's all still on uh, iTunes if anybody wants to check it out. But if you like this show and you like this style uh, of sort of discussing shows, then yeah, I think Star Wars Minute, uh, I know Jordan, you're a big fan of. Big fan. Go Bayside and also the James Bonding podcast where they do oh, yeah, it with yeah. all the James Bond movies. That's one that Jordan and I are both fans of as it's, well. It's funny though that you that you say she she just stopped and was like, I'm not going to do those because the Star Wars Minutes guys are like, like burdened with this curse now because they did the first two movies because they love them, meaning Star Wars and Empire and they don't even like Jedi and they're most of the way through Jedi going, yeah, we, people really wanted us to do it and people are bugging them nonstop going you've got to do the prequels and they're like oh god oh god why why did we do this so we'll see how that turns out maybe you can get them to do the comics page by page page by page just one page at a time are you guys going to do something like that are you going to cheap out and not do the musicals oh Uh, i want to do the musicals do you know how much i am in love what is her name uh uh yuga uh yuga yamato do you know how much i am into yuga yamato who plays uh who plays darian in the musicals um, (laughs) it is 100 percent is so hot i can't <laughs> i have not seen unbelievable her. she like she plays uh uh tuxedo mask jordan mm-hmm. and she is like one million percent gorgeous i'm going to send you a picture of her right sure, now yeah yes uh, I, oh. I mean the, the problem is the problem is uh as tricky as we uh, uh as some of these things are like I, like uh, it's not it's not really possible to watch these things conveniently right now right yeah there's no like we one of the reasons that we jumped on doing sailor business uh well, she is very that, pretty <laughs> yeah yeah see that's a nice uh, that's, that's an understatement that's kind of pretty yeah we one of the reasons that we decided we were going to do sailor business is because the dvds were coming out mm-hmm. and not only are the dvds out but also uh you know if you are a listener of this show you know we talk about it all the time if you want to watch along with us they're all on hulu oh, uh yeah. you can you know freely go and catch up with Sailor Moon right now. Right. But with stuff like uh, Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon, which is the live action show, with stuff like the musicals, uh, even right now, the movies, which yeah. have not been officially released, none of that stuff is actually legitimately available in America. I'm hoping the but movies again, will be out by the time we get there. By the time we neither get there. is the '90s dub. You guys sure. can't get it, just not legally. Right. Uh, so yeah, uh, Christy, what is your history with Sailor Moon? Uh, womb to tomb, Sailor Moon fan. <laughs> <laughs> Ride or die for Sailor Moon. Absolutely, I kind I it feel it feels boring because I kind of have the same story as everybody. Oh, I watched it when it first aired, and I kind of was young, didn't really know what it was, and then finally came back in Cartoon Network, and I just devoured it, and it became my life. How, how old were you when it was first airing? Oh God, who knows? I was born <laughs> in 1985. I was I was too little to manage my own schedule, so it was whenever that pretty girl with blonde hair was on TV. Oh yay! <laughs> 
And did you have a favorite scout back then or slash now? Well, when I was little, I, I guess Sailor Moon, because she had the longest hair. Like, again, I was little. <laughs> sure. <laughs> right now. Yeah. It's when I got older, when I was, you know, watching it on Cartoon Network and eventually Works. got to the other episodes, Sailor Uranus is my favorite. So you went from uh, longest hair to shortest hair. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. And I kind of around that time, I had really long hair when I was little. And about the same time I started watching Sailor Moon, I cut off all my hair i think maybe it was because of that and then i dyed it blue because of storm riders because i wanted to look like cloud wow yeah <laughs> uh look spoiler warning but if you are into this show for the long hair you will love being here next week <laughs> Oh, of course. Oh, yeah, I love that. <laughs> Spoiler. We'll get there. We'll get there. That's next week. Next week. So, uh, no, we've had a lot of people. Uh, this has come up consistently. A lot of people have talked about how they had their friend group that they would uh, match up with the scouts and you had to have your specific scout. Uh, okay. Was that something that, that you did? Here's how it's going to get sad. I didn't really have any friends. Oh. You and Amanda yeah. Meadows. But here's the thing, I actually, and this is topical for these last two episodes, these these very epic episodes, I was watching Sailor Moon and I was recording them on my VCR and there was a girl at school that I was like, maybe kind of going to be friends with and I was used to not having friends so I kind of had to like make her pass some tests to make sure <laughs> I was going to put any effort into that relationship. And so I brought her over and I explained Sailor Moon and I had her watch the episode you talked about last week and the episode we're watching this week. Wow. So you and went right to the deep end. <laughs> I absolutely did. I was like, I, I had to know, is this going to move you emotionally? And if it is, we can friends. And I looked over at her when it was over and I said, what did you think? And she had tears in her eyes and she said, I love this so much. <laughs> and I, we've been friends ever since. We've been writing partners. Oh. We've been partners. What a great story. That's yeah. It, that is kind of surprising, though, because like it seems to me like that episode would not be as emotionally resonant if it was your first one. Because you have no heart. Well, no, not not <laughs> not that. Just because you wouldn't have that, you know, thirty episode sure. connection with Usagi. Well, Never. I am a really good storyteller. See, and I sat her down before, and I said, "Here's the story." Here's all the mean things he said. <laughs> yeah, and I said, "Forget about him. He's dead in these episodes." So it's okay. <laughs> Oh man, I can't wait to talk about this episode. Um, no, but I, I mean, Chris, I, I I don't know. Like, I, I it's it's so hard to impress on you that in in the group of me and a bunch of girls who watch Sailor Moon in high school, like last week's episode or last time episode's episode was so epic. We were just like, that was clearly the best episode ever, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, no, I I get that. I'm just saying, if it's the first time you've seen the show, that episode relies. You know, there is a a pastel watercolor flashback to Darian holding up a paper that has 30% on it. You have never been a 12-year-old girl who loves beautiful animation and romance and finally gets to see a group of girls kick ass dead guy's body. <laughs> No, look, okay, look, I get it. If, you, if, that, if When you phrase it that way, totally get it. <laughs> Before we actually jump into the episode, there is something that I wanted to talk about. Uh, a little bit of a little bit of personal news. Yeah. It was my uh, one year anniversary with my girlfriend. Congratulations. Uh, Congratulations. And we know it was the one year anniversary because uh, we officially mark when we started dating as when we would watch uh, Sailor Moon <laughs> as it went up on Hulu together. Oh, 
that's so sweet. Uh, which was a year ago. And uh, she got me, uh, she made me a present. She uh, was working on a, a an art project at school. She was taking an art class uh, at her college. And she uh, used a laser, I guess it's a laser etching thing that kind of, you know, burns patterns into wood. Yeah. She made me a really incredible square piece of wood that has the transformation brooch and all of the inner centuries transformation pens. Oh um, my god. Burned into it with lasers. Wow. Uh, and there's also a little little message on the back uh, from my girlfriend. You're going to um, put it on Twitter, right? What's that? You're going to put it on Twitter? Oh, uh, well, I'll probably put it on Tumblr along with the episode screenshots. But yeah, like it is it is amazing and I love it. Uh, and if, if you have ever doubted that Sailor Moon is important to my personal life, <laughs> it definitely is. Uh, so I, I, I thought everyone would enjoy hearing about that. I, I was worried about the show when first started because I was like, who the hell is Chris Sims? <laughs> who do you think he is talking about Sailor Moon? But you, you really love it. <laughs> He does uh, love it. Yeah, I definitely do. But, you know, at the same time, if you've listened to the show, you know that, like, we definitely didn't just want to be two dudes sitting around talking about Sailor Moon. <laughs> so I'm glad that we have had the, the guests that we've had. It's All been... we would do is say how pretty they are. <laughs> They're so pretty. Um. <laughs> Which one do you have a crush on, Chris? Uh, all of them. <laughs> yeah, that is what you say. That is true. That is actually one of the That's such a guy true. thing. Like, you could have them all, please. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, just because I have a crush on, like, I've had lots of crushes <laughs> in my life. Uh, well, I, I don't, does, you, does your girlfriend listen to this? Uh, yeah, she does. Okay, well, tell her not to listen to this part. When are you going to marry her? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> what mean, Sailor listen. Moon? What Sailor Moon thing will indicate it's time? Yeah, listen, when they finish Sailor Moon on, on Hulu, <laughs> we have we have had the, that discussion. Oh, uh, and I don't want to I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, that's because fine. I don't think she I don't think she likes it when I talk about this part. <laughs> sure, but neither one of us is a big fan of jewelry. Uh, I don't I I do not like the feeling of watches or rings or bracelets or anything. But you could um, wear brooch though. <laughs> well, uh, it has been decided that there will be something else oh. that I uh, that I give to her to declare my intentions when that date comes. Oh my. Uh, I'll tell you guys off the air, but okay. yeah. It and she fun. will give you what, like a cock ring or? <laughs> I, I just said I don't like jewelry. <laughs> also, I thought I thought Kat's butthole was going to be the worst thing that I that is said on this show. Nope, we are oh, the rating. I am sorry. Did, <laughs> no, no. Did she not warn you about me? <laughs> yeah, she did say she was going to be as uh, as vulgar as possible, so there you go. <laughs> I'm uh, not though. I'm so not. I'm trying not to be. But they had to. That slipped out. Uh, but yeah, I have a I have a laser etched. Uh, That's awesome. Sailor, personally uh, significant Sailor Moon memento now, which is which is very cool. That is so sweet. That is awesome. So what do you say we go ahead and start in on this week's episode? Okay. Yeah. Uh, like I said, it's number thirty-five. You were right. Uh, <laughs> returning memories, soggy and memories past. If you would like to watch along with us. It is on Hulu, and it is also available on DVD and Blu-ray. Although, as always, those Blu-rays are a ripoff. I, you know, can I tell you something? I, I noticed on Hulu uh, that now they've got like they've got like weird assortments of dubs and subs that I don't understand. Like this episode, they don't have dubbed, but they have early episodes in season one dubbed, and they have early episodes of season two dubbed. Do they? Yeah, I, I was trying to find the dub because I wanted to listen to both. I couldn't find it. Yeah, no, they've only got the subs of the episodes we're on right now. But 
but yeah, there's there's all sorts of uh, of dubs are up there now. It's 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 very random. Well, they must be re-adding the dubs then, because when the DVDs came out, they had uh, the dubs up with them to sort of promote the DVDs. But after right. a couple of weeks, they took them down, and you could only get the dubs on DVD, which is well, how I watch them. That makes sense. But the weird part is, like I said, they've got season one and two dubs already, even though they don't have all of season one up. Interesting. Yeah, I don't get it. Well, I guess you know maybe they're just going to put them up every time there's a DVD release because I know Volume Three is coming out soon. Oh yeah, maybe just the the first part of uh, art. All right, let's talk about it. Returning memories. Uh, For those of you who may just be joining us, uh, our heroine is Yusagi Tsukino. She is 14 years old and shit just got real. (laughs) She has finally, at long last, realized that she is the moon pudding. That's right. She is the princess of the moon. In addition to being Sailor Moon, in addition to having a name that means rabbit from the moon. It's all true. It was all, it was all, the signs were all there. If only we could have seen them. Unfortunately, this knowledge is not happy because she just watched the dude she, well, I guess the dude she has a crush on, who also happens to be the dude who is mean to her all the time, gets stabbed in the back. Well, and then her past memories come back. So the love comes back. So it's a little more meaningful. Yeah. So all of that has happened over the course of the past two episodes. There's been a lot of, a lot of angst, a lot of drama, a lot of revelations about the past. Uh, She is joined by uh, her sailor guardians who are also reincarnated moon people. Uh, We have Reihino, the hot-headed psychic. She is a shrine maiden who is also Sailor Mars. There's uh, Ami Mizuno, who is uh, a girl genius with an IQ of 300, uh, who is also Sailor Mercury. There is Makoto Kino, who is a transfer student who is uh, towers above everyone at the uh, incredibly tall height of five foot six. Uh, It is very strong (laughs) and is also Sailor Jupiter. And there is the recently uh, revealed last of the inner Sinchi, the inner guardians, Sailor Venus uh, Minako Aino, uh, who has been fighting crime in other countries as the masked heroine Sailor V. Yeah, they're all the Sailor Scouts or Sailor Guardians, depending on which translation you prefer. And they are all present as the Dark Kingdom, led by Queen Beryl, has lured them into a trap so that they can, I guess, just murder... Murder them? Yeah. Uh, I mean, no, no. I mean, you know why. I mean, that, that we, you know, we did the whole summary last episode, but they lured them oh. into this so that they could get the the crystals. Right. They wanted the rainbow crystals, but the uh, the activation. I guess what would you call it of of the Moon Princess? The reappearance, the revelation of the Moon Princess, the reincarnation <sighs> reveal. It, I mean, it has to do with her tears, but I don't know why the tears signaled the, the this is why when it should happen. It's like they put a spell on the crystals that said if you're ever near the moon princess's tears that's when you activate yeah <laughs> i uh, don't know why so all the rainbow crystals that everybody was looking for for the past couple months have joined together to form the legendary silver crystal which now sits in the center of isagi's moon stick and she got a fancy new dress <laughs> Yes. Oh, it's beautiful. A fancy old dress. It's thousands and well, thousands of years old. It is. It is thousands and thousands of years old. <laughs> I do like this dress. Sure. Um, and, and this dress is, it's, you know, it's one of her costumes. It's very consistent among uh, different versions of the story. It's, you know, it looks like this in the manga. It looks like this on the anime. It looks like this in Sailor Moon Crystal. Um, are are I, you not like enthralled by it? Because you seem like such a fashionista. I like it. I don't love it. I love it. Oh my goodness. You need to get yourself a version of it. Put it on. You will feel amazing. I mean, I do think that high waist would do my figure some favors. 
Oh, oh, the Empire waist? Yes, absolutely. Uh, it doesn't, it's, those shoulder things are weird. That's what I was going to say. Those are the weird part. And they, they almost look like they're not connected because of how low they connect. But I think yeah, they're they little, just barely. They're little hats for her shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you get cold on the moon, you need hats on your shoulders. I guess I guess that's true. Let me just say, uh, by the way, that uh, Chris just gave a nice little summary of uh, what's going on. But our listeners have probably already heard a better summary of what's going on because I'm sure I'm starting this episode with the summary from the, the Deke dub, which involves it, it's narrated by Sailor Moon, but not in her like what wisdom of figuring things out in her ridiculous Serena jargon of like, here's the buzz, Sailor Moon fans. I can't believe like like oh like cr- it's. So wonderful and well, so like, crazy. I I can't believe that dweeb Zoicite stabbed Darian. She no, she calls him a dweezel for your information. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh man, that's that's multiple times the word dweezel has dweezel. been used on this show. Yep, 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 yep. Is it, that a thing people said? Only if they're weird Frank Zappa fans. I don't know. So, like <laughs> someone someone who was around in the Canadian anime dubbing scene of uh, the mid nineties, please get in touch with us so we can. Actually, if you were around in the Canadian anime dub uh, scene of the mid nineties, yeah, do come on the show. Come on, yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll have really. you. You can tell us stories about dweezels, dweezels and creepazoids, <laughs> dweezels. Uh, so, right, so let's start the episode. So it starts, uh, Darian is lying bleeding on the ground. Uh, he should be dead. I mean, he should be dead. It was a really big crystal. It was, it was the width of a football. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and there is no blood. No, of course not. But, well, as you, as you both know, he has no heart, so it's <laughs> empty in there. <laughs> we, we saw him bleeding last episode. She got it on her hands. That was his shoulder. He has shoulders. He just doesn't his have shoulder. a heart. Okay, okay. Well, that's why you need those little hats for your shoulders. Yes. That's where Hello. moon people, they're vitals. So... <laughs> Uh, so, so he's lying on the ground, bleeding out, presumably. Uh, meanwhile, Usagi's like floating in midair, being a princess. Uh, everybody, <laughs> all the other scouts are just standing there, dumbfounded, looking like, Bleh. uh, and then Luna does like a, her like Luna's, <laughs> Luna's little moon, like lights up and shines a light, which I don't know what that is indicating, <laughs> but it shines a light. I guess that's when Luna gets her memories back. Yeah. And so Luna realizes that her name is, uh, Princess Serenity. And then everybody's like, Princess Serenity. Well, this is so then they're all talking about oh man this happened she's the princess and he and he was tuxedo mask uh two things about this first of all when they're like oh darian was tuxedo mask that's crazy and then they show a shot of ray just pretty much blank faced which i kind of love because that's like her like dying a little bit i i like that as bad as she's portrayed in the the anime that that's kind of the scene that kind of makes her real i think yeah yeah because it's like she because that's i mean as soon as it happens she doesn't cause a fuss about the fact that Darian is supposed to be her boyfriend ever. She just kind of goes, oh, I'm heartbroken, but there's more important things going on. Yeah. And that's kind of, it's kind of a nice move on her part. Yeah. Meanwhile, Zosite's like, oh... Wait. Oh, I don't care. Wait, wait. But the other thing I have to tell you, another Deke thing. Uh, when 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 Jupiter talks about, oh, Darian was tuxedo mask. That's a total blow away. What? <laughs> What does that mean? <laughs> These are not things people say. <laughs> no. Their fake slang is pretty great. Okay, sorry. Back to oh, Zoisai. All these dweezels, that's total blow away. <laughs> yeah, so so Zoisai sees all this and is like, I don't care. I don't I just I want you all to die. 
which I love Zoe. I have come to love Zoocyte. Uh, he's great. Uh, and he just decides, fine, I'm just going to murder you because all you're doing is sitting around silently crying in, and glowing. So whatever. Uh, but as Zoocyte goes in for the kill, uh, Usagi raises up the moonstick and uh, a bunch of laser lights come out and Zoocyte gets thrown up against a pillar. Uh, with a- you're understating how great that moment was. Yeah. It made me laugh so hard because she has this blank expression on her face and she just he you know he does his little zoe thing and she holds up the moonstick and he just hits a wall and she just gently sets it aside and then picks up darian again yeah, like i'm so not casual. dealing with you right now she does not even look no at it, Zoe, which is great it's yeah it's where we i mean we learn apparently like secretly sailor moon is like a zillion times more powerful than we ever knew yeah. um but she I mean, probably thankfully for the rest of the show, she can't tap into that every every episode or else there would be no monsters to fight. Um, so yeah. so uh, memory wakes up like, oh, hey, I got my memories back too. Uh, I am Prince Endymion of the moon. Uh, and she's like, oh, yeah, I am Princess Serenity. It's cool how that works out. Uh, remember how you used to tell me, you know, make fun of me for failing all my moon tests and made fun of my moon hair? And called me moon trash. No, I don't. I might be. I might be inferring all that. Yeah. I mean, you know, why not? Sure. Now, here, here is my question. Uh, We've talked a lot about Memoru and how weird it is, especially in the manga, the way that uh, Naoko Takeuchi plays with the idea of Memoru being weirdly compelled to go be a master thief. But you know, Endymion does not look like Tuxedo Mask. No. Uh, We see the Sailor Guardians on the moon, and they're wearing their their Sailor moon uniforms yeah you know they're, they're wearing their weird japanese schoolgirl uniforms a thousand years ago on the moon um my question is this you know endymion wears like armor but he also wears like a cape and it's very ornate armor is that moon formal wear and he's just kind of driven to wear formal wear that's a really and great you know is the only thing he can find he was the prince of the earth so that was his i'm a prince look so he had to translate that, I think, when he came in to this reincarnation. What's the equivalent of the king of the earth? Obviously, it's a butler <laughs> with the fancy hat. Obviously, it's Dracula. Yes. That is true. He was a prince. He was a prince. My, well, my thought has always been that he's dressed like a gentleman thief. Because in the manga, he's, you know, stealing jewels. He's he's looking for the crystal. Robbing always, museums, yeah. looking looking for the legendary silver crystal. So I thought it was like a, a gentleman thief sort of thing. But, you know, this is well, kind of the first time that we see him in the show as Endymion. It's even worse in, in the manga because he just straight up walks around all the time dressed up like he's going to a fancy ball. Like he's begging someone to be like, can you come to a fancy ball? (laughs) He wears Dracula amulets. Yeah. Yes. He wears, he wears medals. Uh, So we get a little flashback to him on the moon as he's fighting fire with a sword, which is not how that phrase goes at all. (laughs) That's not what is literally happening. It's a metaphor. No, that is actually what is literally happening. No, but it's not, he's, I'm saying it's metaphoric fire, I think. I think the fire is just when danger happened. Yes. I don't think everything caught on fire one day and he ran off and disappeared. Well, it's when Metallic, Queen Metallic shows up. Um, my, uh, does my, that make any sense to you guys, though? To oh, me, like, that whole scene was always so confusing. I was like, what is going on? Who are they fighting? Just fire? A building? It just, it's, it just says someone powerful, right? It just says, like, a powerful force or something, right? 
I guess it just never really made sense to me. Like, you know that the Earth is fighting the moon. They kind of spell it out in the manga. They say, you know, that Metallio was convinced the people of Earth that, oh, the moon, you know, that controls, apparently they're in charge. And they're like, you know, wiretapping your phones and stuff. <laughs> you, should, you should fight them. Is that really? And, I didn't yeah, know well, that. Literally, yeah. They're like, oh, they're spying on us. They're watching everything we do. And so we have to retaliate. That's crazy. We're in the, and in the anime, it's like somebody started a fire and everybody went crazy. Plus, my wife, my wife kept pointing out <laughs> over the over the over the couple of times over this episode that in the in the manga she kills herself. Yeah, and they don't go into that in the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cartoon. Yeah, I wonder why. I wonder why they wouldn't go into that. Because in well, they're show afraid of babies. Yeah, they're afraid of that stuff. Clearly, they're afraid of of tough issues in this show, right? Oh, but that was oh, that was so beautiful though. Like when she she kills herself, and then all the scouts are like no, and they cry, and they're like. <laughs> We didn't get reborn for this to happen again. It's so touching. Uh, speaking of, we are actually going to get some answers to questions Jordan and I have had in this episode, that which is, is very weird because we've seen these before. Yeah, but well, first of all, we only saw the Deke versions before this. Well, no, I've I've watched. Oh these. yeah, you watched it. You watched it just recently. Remember, right? like so, you have a real problem when I was talking about uh, <laughs> watching them with my girlfriend. You're the one with the real problem. I've only seen the Deke ones before now, so I have an excuse. I got yeah, bad yeah, information. Yeah. I'll get to some of that. Uh, so back in, do you remember, what is the name of this building that they're in? Oh. Is it the Starlight Tower? Yes. Is that what it Starlight is? Starlight Tower. So back in the Starlight Tower, uh, uh, Usagi basically brings, or I guess Serenity basically brings Endymion back to life and then kind of passes out after she reverts back to <clears throat> being Sailor Moon. She gets her, you know, her, her fancy dress goes away yeah. and is replaced by her normal clothes. And she well, just passes <laughs> out and Artemis is like, oh yeah, you know, remembering she's the Moon Princess overloads her mind. Uh, very Artemis is very casual about this entire scenario. Totally, he's I mean, uh, he's kind of a jerk. Yeah, Artemis is kind of a jerk. He, he really is. Like, I feel bad for Luna. She has no options. I know it is really sad. <laughs> hey, hey, she's got Red Butler. That's true. Oh she's got Hercules. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, um, so while they're attending to uh, uh, Sailor Moon, Kunzite shows up. Now you may remember from last episode <laughs> that when shit got rough, Kunzite was like, "Hey, uh, so I handle my life." work i'm out <laughs> and just left he yeah he took the crystals and god knows where he went but wherever he went to the crystals weren't safe obviously they just got up and left him uh, like he just put him on a platter he, he was just like in the kitchen he was trying to figure out a way to get them to squish together he was like pushing them and they were like no nothing's happening <laughs> if only he had gotten frustrated enough to cry so oh, i uh, don't think i don't think he cries i don't think Quinzai cries no so Kenzai comes back and realizes that the Epcot Center in the uh, Moonstick is the Silver Crystal, and that it has reappeared, and that all this stuff is happening with the revelation of the Moon Princess, and then just basically goes, "Eh, I'm out." <laughs> Peace. And Bales stealing Memoru's body. I know. I love it. It was like, oh, I'm here to steal your man. Bye. <laughs> Me on my way to steal your man. Oh, the best part, though, is when he's like giving his evil eye to the Sailor Scouts and they all rise to the occasion to like challenge him with like video game sound effects. Yes. Like they all pop into frame like... <laughs> Very weird. There's a lot of weird sound effects in this episode. So we cut back to oh, speaking of weird sound effects in this episode, the um the preview for this episode, or the I guess it's the previously on uh Sailor yeah. Moon segment, uh in the the Japanese version and in the new dub, it's the it's a very serious like uh you know, memory was stabbed, but I you know discovered that I was the moon princess. Like talking about all this serious stuff, and it's the same like like it's the same music they use for every show, like every preview. Yeah, it's great. 
pretty because <laughs> it just like it makes it sound like there's just somebody playing music who does not care. Now, uh, here's so, the yeah. part where Chris cries in this episode. Oh, this this part is so great. They go back to the Moon Kingdom or the, the not the Moon Kingdom, the Dark Kingdom. Yes, and uh, that Queen Barrel is there. Kunzite and Zoosite. Kunzite and Zoosite show up in the throne room, and Queen Barrel goes, "Hey, you literally did the worst possible job." <laughs> <laughs> not only did you not get the moon crystals, but you also killed Prince Endymion, which I specifically told you not to do, and you reawakened the moon princess. You are terrible. You are worse than Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and she literally says to Zoysite, so I hope you're ready to pay for this because you said last time that, you know, you do just one more shot and then you would be ready, right? And Zoysite's like, no, uh, uh, one more thing. Uh, and uh, even Kunzite tries to stop it. Kunzite's like, no, no, uh, Zoysite was acting on my orders and uh, it was my idea and uh, uh, I take responsibility. Nope, she's not hearing it. Yeah, uh, Beryl calls them out for being the worst and then like vapor, well, I guess she doesn't vaporize Zoysite, but she charbroils her. Yeah, like him. Him, sorry. <laughs> Deke brainwashed me, I'm sorry. He, you know, hits she hits Zoocyte so hard that the world turns into pink aluminum foil and Zoocyte is left literally smoking. smoking on the ground. But, spoilers, not dead. Not quite dead. Not dead yet. <laughs> not dead this yet. This was weird. Do you think she would finish the job? As much as she complains about other people not finishing the job? <laughs> yeah, you would. Well, this leads to one of the weirdest death scenes. Oh, I love it. I think ever. Absolutely. Not just on this show. Uh, I, and again, I do love it. Uh, so Queen Beryl goes and uh, and takes uh, Memoru's body to where Queen Metalia, the disembodied super queen, uh, lives. Because we have we have a queen, and then we have her boss, who is also the queen. Yep. Uh, so Super it's Queen like Metalia bringing in a dead bird. <laughs> but I got you. Well, she says to heal her with the power of dark, heal him with the power of darkness. Yeah. I, I like how thing? I like how Metalia, who is a disembodied evil force trapped underground in a cave, is like. Oh, it's Endymion. All right. <laughs> oh, cutie. Everybody well, is into this guy. Well, you you guys know the like original mythology this is based off of, right? W- which mythology is that? Uh, well, of Selene and Endymion. He was this kind of is some in some some cases he was um, a king on Earth and the Moon Goddess. She fell in love with them and. <laughs> Here, here, here is a great little bit about why I think everyone falls in love with him. He was apparently so gorgeous that the moon princess asked Zeus to put him to sleep so he would, for for eternity, just be beautiful. And she goes to him at night, and the nice way of putting it is they then have 15 children. He's asleep the entire time. <laughs> Oh dear! And so this is Sailor Moon and Tuxedo Mask doing this. Well, that's that's the original myth. That's Greek mythology. Sailor Moon and Tuxedo Mask. Mm-hmm. So, so that was I'm, them in a previous reincarnation. Oh yeah, no! So no, I know, I know. As we'll learn I later know. in this episode. We'll find out. That's lying. My, my Camelot dreams are crushed. Him, when women see him lying unconscious, apparently it's too much. He's <laughs> too gorgeous like that. Some people, some people clean up pretty, and uh, and uh, Darian sleeps pretty. Oh, he does. He sleeps so pretty. (laughs) 
Speaking of things being done pretty. Yes. Um, okay. So uh, is now time for Zosite's death scene. Yes. Which is heartbreaking because well, I Zosite is so unbelievably, like irredeemably evil. And and seeing Zosite like after uh Nephrite, after after all the Maxfield Stanton stuff, where which is ultimately meant to be a uh a redemption arc, right. going immediately into Zoosite, who is like just full on evil in every way, is delightful. Yeah. Uh, so so Kunzite carries the body back and lays it down. And again, at this point, watching the episode, I'm like, yeah, that's sad. He's dead. And then all of a sudden his eyes open and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> and Zoosite says, grant me my last wish. <laughs> Which I, I thought I obviously should have been take me to a hospital. <laughs> <laughs> watching this episode again, I was like, oh, grant me my last wish. You know, I am obviously in love with you. Like, uh, you know, it, g- kiss me. Or, I absolutely or, thought it was going to be a kiss. I absolutely thought or something. That. Instead, so it's like, because that is what a person who was not fully evil and self-involved would say. <laughs> so it's like, so it's like, so it's like, goes, I want to die in a beautiful way. And so, and so that is what happens. So uh, Kunzai sweeps back his cape and there is an explosion of flower petals and beautiful lights as uh, Zoosite dies. And my favorite part is that Zoosite finally just goes, I have always loved you. And Kunzai goes, I also hold a certain fondness for you. He doesn't say that. It's very close to that. Let me see what he says. He doesn't say I love you because Zosite's dead. But I'll tell you what, because again, we've talked about this. We've we've, we've said we're going to watch for this. Uh, Does Kunzite care about Zosite? I feel like he does. I feel like he, at the very least, he puts on a real good show because uh, I don't at all. I really, do at he all. doesn't say I love you, but he's not that kind of guy. Like he seems really upset about it, and then for the rest of the episode, he's talking about I'm getting revenge for Zoisite. Uh, yeah, I kind of feel. I kind of feel like up until this point, you guys were right. Like he's kind of just manipulating him, but like now that he's dead, like, now he's kind of like, oh, well, I ca- I kind of like that jackass. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's the extent of it. <laughs> But it's also like it's also a whole thing where Zoosite's like, I've always loved you. And and Kunzite's like, okay, bye. <laughs> he says, forgive me, I think is what he says. Yeah, he does not say I love you too. Is he, what he, he was trying to give him say. a beautiful death, not a cheesy one. Yeah. Look, like at least he didn't say like, I know. <laughs> So, so do, like, so Jordan, you are fully on the side of having seen the entirety of their relationship now, because because Zoosite's out yep. of the picture, and Zoosite, mm-hmm. that's unlike it. Jedite, is just killed, dead. Like, and it's weird because of the three, uh, the three kings of heaven, the three Negaverse generals that we've seen die. Jedite goes into a crystal. Jedite goes into eternal sleep, and is presumably still around. Yep. Uh, just you know, comatose forever <laughs> inside a crystal. Right. Uh, Nephrite dissolves into glitter and rises into heaven. Yeah, which, which technically is, I think is the more beautiful way to die. Well, yeah, than being surrounded by flowers. Can I tell and you? you no, know, oh, the zoosite saw that. <laughs> like, zoosite was there for that. So zoosite was like, "Hey, turn me into glitter, and I want to go up to heaven." And and because it was like, "Well, well, maybe flowers work." <laughs> When, His when, last word should have been, this was kind of lame. When, when, when Zoysite said, I want to die in a beautiful way, I was literally, but like, again, before I saw the flowers thing happen, I'm sitting there going, what is he going to do? Like, 
blow her up, blow him up in like some spectacular fireworks display. Like what? How do you <laughs> die in a beautiful way? And then it was like, oh, a bunch of flowers. Oh, okay, sure, that's beautiful. I mean, it's beautiful. Uh, I mean, it's 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 nice. I actually like the visual of it a lot because it is one of those things where they are in they're in the Dark Kingdom, you know, and the Dark Kingdom, as the name implies, is all dark blues, dark purple shadows, that's weird true, yeah. stalactites and giant fucking monster skulls, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and, and we do get like the shimmery, bright colored. You know, there's a bed of flowers. It is it, it is very much a beautiful place of death, if nothing else. <laughs> yeah, but so, so I said, said I said a beautiful de- de- I have beautiful death, not die next to some beautiful things jerk well i mean not to be on chris's side not to be on chris's side or anything but maybe he wasn't really creating a beautiful death he was just trying to help with the smell (laughs) oh god (laughs) you guys so look to answer your what the question i think you started to ask chris i know i don't think kunzite is like oh my god this is the romance of the ages but i think that i think that the relationship was more to him than just going i'm using this schmuck um i just think i think i think it's clear Kunzite, listen, I'm going to sound really stupid for a moment, but I don't care. It's clear Kunzite is not in touch with his feelings, so he couldn't say I love you. That's not a thing he's capable of saying, even in in, in Zoisite's dying moments. But I think he felt something, and he is upset about, about Zoisite's death, and he is, because again, it would be entirely easy for him to have just gone idiot, and like dusted his hands yes. off and then walked away and gone, now I'm going to beat Sailor Moon for me. Uh, okay. <laughs> Okay, and 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 Christy, before before I go into it, you were I, I think you were a little bit less keen on it than Jordan, but you're obviously a little more you're you're more accepting that, that there was affection there than I am. Right? I believe in love, even when it's not believable. <laughs> nice, that's a great episode title. <laughs> Uh, here's my thing. I don't think Kunzite hates Zoocyte. I don't think Kunzite has, you know, ill will for Zoocyte. I just think he doesn't care. Uh, I, I think, you know, he's not gonna, you know, just drop him on the stone floor and be like, yeah, well, you're an idiot then, I guess. And he does say, uh, he does say, you know, hey, um, I, I tried, you know, I asked Queen Beryl to bring you back to life, uh, and she's not going for it. Sorry. But I, I feel like, you know, Kunzite is Zoocyte's true love oh, for totally. whatever that, for whatever that means for obsessive negaverse creeps, right. nega trash. <laughs> uh, uh, Zoocyte is Kunzite's coworker. Oh man. That, that he sleeps with. Yeah. And, the, and takes beautiful pictures with, uncomfortable, beautiful pictures yeah, with. But look at that picture. Look <laughs> at that picture of, of Kunzite standing there with it overhanding Zoocyte. And Zoocyte kind of latched on. Um, and, and again, I think it's, an example of the kind of negative aspects of love that you see from from the uh, the negaverse. You know, Jedi is completely incapable of love. <laughs> Jedi has you know we see his interaction with Teddy's, yeah, and you know Teddy's like, hey, I really like you, and he's like, shut up, stupid. <laughs> Like, that's the relationship that, that is fully hate. Uh, with Nephrite, we see manipulative love. You know, we, we see someone who is using someone fully. With uh, with Zoocyte and Kunzite, I think we're seeing unrequited love. Like, completely unrequited. Where Zoocyte is 100% obsessively in love with Kunzite, and Kunzite just doesn't care. Uh, I mean, like, I, wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't call it unrequited. I, I would say dependent love, or... I mean, it's a clearly an unbalanced relationship. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, you know, I, I think... Zoocyte being kind of codependent because Zoocyte's clearly obsessed. Absolutely, uh, like you know, won't even uh, you know won't even you know even when when Kunzite will just 
say like, oh, you know, she's beautiful or whatever. Or that scene from last episode. I, I'm doing this for you, Kunzai. I would die for you, Kunzai. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. 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 Yeah. I, I think out of all of this, because now this has kind of come to an end, this relationship. Mm-hmm. I think we've learned that out of the two of you, Chris should probably be the one working at a woman's shelter because Jordan might be saying things like, no, I think he hit you. <laughs> He really no. loves you. No, no, that's horrible. No. <laughs> that's not well, I, will, I will say, don't let anyone treat you like they're a negaverse general. Yeah, never. It's like, generally <laughs> just want to make it clear. Just want to make it clear. Oh, uh, wow. I believe in a thing called love. Just listen to the rhythm of my heart. Oh man, can we talk about how you met the darkness? Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Is that for? <laughs> It was pretty amazing. Do you know how many conversations Chad and I have had about the darkness? No. So many. (laughs) So many. That's awesome. They're terrific. I I, I honestly love them. I've done ukulele covers of them. Did did you do anything from uh, When We Take It to Hell and Back? Uh, I did Girlfriend. I did Girlfriend and Everybody Have a Good Time. Okay. That's a cool tangent. Let's leave that in. (laughs) Will do. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Sorry. You know, I do want... This is something that we, we... I wanted to talk about it with Leanne, and we didn't really get to talk about it with her, uh, and I wanted to talk about it with, with some of the other guests we've had. So if you're a listener of the show, and you kind of have an opinion on how the Kunzite-Zoocyte uh, relationship works, you know, if you think I'm right, if you think Christy's right, or, or, or Jordan's right, let us know. Like, tweet at us at Sailor Business, or, or send us an email, because I think that's an interesting aspect of the show to discuss. And if you want to, you know, if you want to lump in your thoughts about Molly and, and Nephrite in there, too, then, then feel free. Because uh, it's... I do think it's a very interesting aspect of this show that you do see this very, you know, Memoru and Usagi are presented as uh, an ideal. Whether or not they actually function as one, like, I don't think they do. But, you know, you see various aspects of their love, whether it's like the kind of childish picking on each other stuff, whether it's, you know, the genuine affection that grows out of that, whether it's, you know, time lost lovers, that's all very positive portrayals of love. Uh, media for children very rarely shows uh, negative portrayals of the idea of love. Love is often shown as being a very, you know, inherently positive force. Yeah. But there are ways to love that are unhealthy. And I like that this show shows that a lot. Well, uh, I mean, you know, since we're being serious, I, I don't think they do a good job of conveying that. I, I think even as a child when I watched it, I, I still, you know, whether I believed in their love or not, I, I felt like I was supposed to be sold on the idea that they were in love. And maybe it wasn't, you know, the kind of love that I would want. But I don't think they conveyed, no, this is a bad kind of love. Yeah. I mean, I you know what? I think I'm with Christy on that. I, I think we are sophisticated enough that we can look back at this and, and we can look at it and see that it's a terrible, abusive relationship. And in much the same way, when we talked about Molly and, and Maxfield, um, yeah. we would sit there and go like, th- and like, this is, this is horrendous. Like he's manipulating her and he's like a horrible, evil person. I definitely don't think the show was going, hey, let's teach children about horrible, manipulative people. I think that the show absolutely romanticized it. And and when I was a kid, I was. I was like, oh, they're in love. Like, Molly's in love with him and her love changes him. And now watching it, I go, oh, no. I was the same way. Yeah, I think that's that's a huge problem with the show. uh, That's... If it was intentional that they were trying to show that this is unhealthy love, they completely failed. (laughs) I think because like, like, well, go ahead, you first. I, I mean, on on the one hand, I think you're right. Like on the one hand, at the end of the day, this is a show for babies where they fight a haircut monster next week. <laughs> so yes, um, don't underplay it. That was really dramatic. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there next week. 
on the other hand, like on the other hand, I do think that stuff is there, and at least like you know, I I don't think you're ever supposed to think. I don't know. Maybe you are. Like, are, do you think that that Kunzai and Zosite are presented as something that is to be emulated? Because I think it like it comes off even you know just very on a, on a very surface level as like that Zosite is obviously unhealthy in in the way that he that he has his relationship with with Kunzai. I mean, uh, speaking as a, a girl and the media that we kind of get shoveled especially when we're little it, it, we never we never really get taught taught or are given examples of this is a good sort of love it's always that love is good if somebody loves you that's good you want people to love you so when i was watching as a kid it it still struck me as oh they love each other it, it's just you know a different kind of love that's that's the kind of love my uncle has for my aunt. And sometimes he holds a gun to her head. You know, it's not, it's not great. Well, uh, so write in <laughs> and tell us how much the show bummed you out. Oh, uh, I just, I just don't think it works. I, I just don't think it works for kids. And uh, you know, maybe that's the kind of thing. Like if you, if you're going to have kids watch stuff with them and explain to them, maybe you don't want to have a relationship like this. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, that's the thing. I, like, like I said, Chris, watching it now, it seems pretty clear. I just don't know that the show was trying to educate. I don't think the show was illuminating. Hey, there, there's good love and there's bad love. I mean, it, it, it could be that it's showing it uh, to, to people who are aware of it that like, again, people like us who are able to analyze it can go, oh, this is showing a lot of different examples. I just don't think that they were trying to teach children that. No. Okay. Well, at the very least, I think it does add a little depth to their character to see sure. Zoosite and Kunzite as a couple. And it's nice that we can, it's nice that we can actually have a debate over, okay, what what is his emotional state right now in this show? Uh, but moving on, uh, we have an amazing scene after we come back from commercial of, uh, Amy saying nonsense. Yeah. It's pretty great. Uh, I, I mean, you, the reason I love it, of course, is because of the great shot of the cats while Amy is babbling. Yeah. They, again, no one cares, Amy. Amy is talking about, so she's trying to find the way out. Uh, because again, they're in this tower ostensibly, but it turns out they're not. Uh, the place that they're in is not physically connected to three-dimensional space because it's it's a two-dimensional space that they're in, my friends. Yeah, which I like because they are actually in a two-dimensional space. <laughs> that is true. They are cartoons. Uh, I think that is hilarious. Okay, let me. Let I, li- I like that the way she's trying to get out too is she's she's on her computer. It feels like she's probably googling it. <laughs> Like Google Maps, how to get out of here. Uh, yeah, it's not connected to the three-dimensional space where we were, she says. It's a two-dimensional space. The polarity is in, in an inverse phase and connected through the zero dimension. And then uh, Makoto's response to that is, whatever. <laughs> and like, the shot where you show the cats, uh, Artemis, is his eyebrow is like twitching uncontrollably, like, I don't care. And Luna is like, more and more sweat is adding to her face with her just be like, ugh. Uh, ridiculous. And then, like, and then they all, both of the cats kind of, like, sigh and go, I guess our only option is to rely on Sailor Mercury. It's like, yeah, you probably should rely on Sailor Mercury. She's the smart one. <laughs> like, you should so be so me. bummed about it. That was so me, like, oh, well, I guess we're gonna go with her. I guess we're gonna have to rely on math book over here. <laughs> well, why don't you two cats get your shit together and you find a way out then? So, uh, so by the way, uh, one thing we didn't mention is that Sailor Jupiter, being the the the, the Hulk of the team, uh, <laughs> is uh, carrying Sailor Moon, who's still unconscious. 
so shortly after that, she wakes up uh, and she starts uh, she starts uh, freaking out because she's wondering where's Tuxedo Mask? What happened to him? What happened to him? What happened to him? Um, and they have to break her the the sad news that the bad guys got him. Hooray! He's not dead, but the bad guys. Have. He's probably not dead. Who knows what they're doing? With him. <laughs> they seem confident that he's not dead, which is weird, but they do seem pretty confident. It's like the Sailor Moon says in the last episode, where uh, where we watch Darian get stabbed with a giant crystal, and then the Sailor Moon said was yeah. Darian got injured. <laughs> he really got injured. <laughs> so here's the thing about this. Uh, this episode is called Memories Return or Returning Memories. But really, the memories return to the cats. Because uh, Sailor Moon, does she still remember this stuff? Like, she remembered it when she was the princess a few minutes ago. But she, like, unremembers it, right? No, she still remembers a little bit of she it. She still remembers it? She just, like, okay. I, I mean, I don't know. It's weird because then they, like, tell the story and she's not, like, going, yep, that's what I remember. She's just, like... I don't know. She she never when she's actively having the memories, she acts like a different person. She becomes Moon Princess version. Whereas the rest of the time she goes back to just being Usagi again. And even though even though apparently she still does remember it, which is a little weird. Well, I mean, to her credit, all she saw was a fire. <laughs> So at this point uh, is when uh, oh oh I see that Chris just sent me the uh, yeah I just I just sent you the picture of uh, the laser cut laser cut uh, of the pen laser etching that's that, terrific uh, Eden got me um so uh, Artemis is like all right listen I'm gonna tell you guys the story of what happened here's what it is uh, a zillion years ago there was a kingdom on the moon <laughs> by the way once again cut to a shot of the moon where we can see the moon. Right? Like, that, I mean, like, you could say maybe that's the Earth. It doesn't look like the Earth. I, I, maybe no, looks like the moon. Uh, so there was a kingdom on the moon called the Silver Millennium. Uh, you know, it was awesome. It was nice. There were lots of flowers, apparently. Usagi used to go in the gardens and garden, apparently. Um, no, she didn't garden. She was plucking she, out. Okay, she would just... the opposite. Right, because she's a princess. <laughs> she could just walk around and pull, pull flowers out. It's the Earth, you think? That's the Earth in the sky. It's just cloudy. Okay, I'll take your word for it. It's hard to say. It's it's cloudy. It's the earth. Um, they no, tell us. No, that's the moon. <laughs> I can't tell. It is. It's the moon. But for some reason, they had an atmosphere. That's why they could have flowers. No, 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 no. no. That's the, in the earth. sky. That's the moon. She, he's talking about in the sky. To me, it looks like the, the moon has a, a moon in the sky. But he's saying it's the earth. I, it doesn't. Like, well, I mean, obviously, that's a spaceship. So <laughs> there is a time later where you can definitely tell it's the earth, uh, which we'll see soon. Oh, we get half. A, we get half a glimpse of uh, Usagi's mother, the queen. Uh, we don't get to see her very closely but she does have she's exactly like Yusagi but taller and with the exact same haircut and everything um what else is in this story Artemis tells uh, oh uh, well the really important part that kind of screws you guys over oh well we, we know we'll get to that if you're talking about the but wait yeah we do get but first we do get to see the earth in the sky now this one is clearly well, the earth because you can see Japan we uh, see Queen Serenity uh, yeah, and we see her uh, kind of obscured which is interesting right. and it's hilarious that we see Queen Serenity obscured because she just looks exactly like Yusagi she's exactly the same so there's it no be, to hide it. it would be better if she looked like Mrs. Tsukino. Sure. <laughs> like, which we'll get to. We'll get to that as well, which is super weird. So, okay. Well, uh, I mean, technically, it's not her mother. The queen? But, uh, yeah. What do you I, mean? I, that's getting like deep. That's getting deep in the trivia. Let's hear um, it. She, she was never born to her. She found uh, Sailor Moon's spirit like as a pure entity in space. And what? Yeah. What? <laughs> 
it gets confused. <laughs> this is yeah. manga. This is manga, right? Oh yeah, but I, I'm pretty sure they meant. Oh no, they definitely mention it later. Oh man, I can't wait. So the moon. So the moon. Okay, sorry. Earth is in the sky, and you can tell it's Earth this time because you can actually see the continents. You can see Japan, and they say that uh, something took over the Earth, and basically to show us that the Earth grows an evil face. <laughs> yeah, it's great, and it looks like the. Uh, oh, what's that? What's that skateboard company? <laughs> I don't know that. It looks like the logo for. Um, oh, what's the ah. Uh, Sure. Okay. What is the... Sorry, we're not skaters. Yeah. I should know this. Uh, you should? Yeah, I should. <laughs> Listen, I have spent a lot of time with uh, uh, CCS catalogs and Tony Hawk games in my life. Oh my god. Uh, I can see the logo. Everybody listening to this knows what I'm talking about. It's... uh Everybody... <laughs> I doubt that. Not Let's every- take a poll. Everybody Sunday. ride Spitfire. It. It's okay. the, the, the Spitfire wheels logo is what it looks like. I'm looking it up. Spitfire wheels. Yeah, it looks similar. Yeah, it is. It, it's it's the Spitfire wheels logo. It's similar. <laughs> so uh, so from the earth, they attack and they, they have a, a fight. With, they try to attack the crystal. The kingdom was destroyed in a fierce battle. Uh, but with the power of the silver crystal, we managed to steal away the evil entity or seal away the evil entity. Um, and we see Queen Serenity holding the moonstick uh, along with all the sailor guardians and she has the tiniest waist <laughs> yes that's true she has the weirdest she is shaped like a like a barbell <laughs> she has the weirdest body shape it's super tiny it is true it is true like, and i say that even by sailor moon standards where everybody is you know 90 percent leg and and five percent head so they now here's a here's a big change from from the original dub to the dicta or original uh, subs to the dicta, um, because they finish the thing and they go, okay, so does that mean we're from Moon World? We're from the Moon World? And the answer is like Moon World, also called the Moon, the Moon. <laughs> and she goes, no, we're from. Now this is where it gets so weird. No, we're from the Earth. So our fathers and mothers are our true parents. That was our Moon Queen's last wish. She wanted you to live as, as ordinary girls. So what the heck does that mean? Well, no, she was just saying that. You guys, your bodies, this reincarnation is real. That your parents are legitimately your parents, but you were reincarnated. You, 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 you got it, Jordan. You got to believe in reincarnation. <laughs> yeah, but mean, what I this? Think- but this blows me away. Okay, so I guess what this what this is saying is everybody has. Okay, like I mean, obviously, this is going to like souls. So like they have souls that are re- re- reincarnated. And yeah. it doesn't matter where your soul was. Like your parents are still your parents, even though we'll we'll put aside again the fact that they look identical. Because again, that could be weird magic stuff. Or, or that's moon magic. Yeah. That's just moon magic. Um, so, Although it's not in the next episode, it's whatever. <laughs> man, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know because it sort of sound, makes it sound like so. Then it doesn't matter who your parents are. Like, but 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 then it shouldn't matter who your soul is. And then then Usagi's right later in the episode. Who cares? She's she's Usagi Tsukino. She shouldn't have to do all this bullshit um well we'll get there in a second well i think what it is if you want to if you want to look at it as any kind of metaphor and again I, d- I don't necessarily think this is uh intentional but i think there is certainly a reading of this scene where you can look at it as a metaphor for adoption where you know like biologically you know you are not related to your adopted parents right <laughs> but they're still your parents you know sure. that that's still your family all those feelings are still real your life is not a lie because you were adopted oh man and oh my god 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 sorry i just yeah. got excited uh because i'm glad you enjoyed my metaphor that much because here's why because here's why this is another example of a bunch of people saying stuff and apparently ray biting her tongue because she's there going there like they they wanted us to enjoy our parents and ray's sitting there going my parents are dicks <laughs> it, it aren't 
Makoto's parents dead too. She's the one who says it, isn't she? Or no, she's uh, anyway. Oh God, this is crazy. Um, Everyone like, and, and Amy only has a mom. That's true. I, well, I that also we know like. Of. I also like the scene where uh, where uh, Artemis is like, yeah, and they wanted you to live right now because this was such a peaceful time. And I just like to picture Queen Serenity going, "Hey, the early '90s fucking rule. <laughs> Grunge is going on. NWA is still together. Oh God." Yeah, because it's the most peaceful time. Prison so that's when we find out that, out that they have never been reincarnated before. They were specifically sent to this time. And for some reason, Queen Serenity went, I'm going to send Darien a little early. Um, don't know why. I want him to have some experience under his belt when he gets around to my daughter. I want to make sure <laughs> his parents die. I want to make sure his parents die. time to too. wander around. Um, okay, change to the Deke. Uh, the Deke, when they, when they are talking about where they're from, uh, they are all princesses of their respective planets. Minutes, according to the Deke dub. Which is interesting. Yeah. They make them all princesses. Which is, although they they do it in a total throwaway line. Like, no, no, of course, uh, you're all princesses from your respective planets. Which is crazy because, again, they've spent like a half a season going, we got to find the princess. Where's the princess? And then they go, guess what, guys? You're all princesses. Well, that's kind of what happens in the manga, too, though. <laughs> like, everybody's a princess. You yeah. can have two queens, you can have five princesses. Sure. And then we'll have four of the princesses defend the other one. Yeah. Well, the, that always struck me as weird on the show that everyone was a princess on all the planets but for some reason our insignificant moon is the most important well it's the headquarters of the kingdom obviously <laughs> yeah but we could move we could move you'd think makoto would be like uh i got like seven moons yeah <laughs> like maybe like 20 moons i don't know i got a lot of moons but i want to be i want to be the most important princess uh, also i love that during this entire you know, whatever this was, like five minute speech. Uh, Amy has been typing nonstop with her with her little laptop compact, going, uh, and she basically is like, she basically TLDRs it. She's just like, da, 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 da. yeah. So that we're talking about the uh, the uh, head of the Dark Kingdom, right? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. She's too and busy then, for this bullshit. And then there's a really like like there's a really kind of genuinely emotional scene where Sailor Moon sends them is like, hey, I do not want to be the Moon Princess. I do not want to be destined to fight evil. Yeah. <laughs> that is terrible. My friends are dying now. This is fucked. My other friend has been targeted by uh, the Dark Kingdom 26 times. <laughs> I don't think she even remembers her at that point. So dead, no. Molly? Oh, yeah. She's like, no. Molly who? Oh, I'm yeah. tired. I don't want to go home. Do I know a Molly Baker? I don't think so. I feel like I'd remember. <laughs> she's so sick of fighting. And she, uh, listen, this is what I'm saying. Like, she's right. Like, yeah. she shouldn't have to put up with this. Um, And, 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 and. So here we're, here's where we're going to get to the big the big moment of this episode. I feel like you're excited about this. I'm I'm excited to talk about it. I don't I'm not excited that it happens because it's unpleasant. Uh, yeah. So she she has her big freak out and she yells and she says, "I'm sick of it. I, I'm done. Like this is nonsense. I'm, I'm I just want to be a normal girl." Um, and in this like very uh, like uh, tense shot, at least to me it was. Ray starts walking over to her and you can see her arm very. <laughs> slowly drawing back and she yeah. just slaps her across the face as hard as she can. Wow. Um, I will give you 
you will not be surprised to hear it. That does not happen in the in the Deke show. Does it not? It does not. And not only when really? we it, here's the weird part about it. They cut the slap, so so it just jumps from Ray walking up ominously to Serena already kind of holding her face and and being bent over sideways, and and she just starts saying to her like, "I never, you know, I never thought you were that good of a leader." But anyway, and then giving her the talk. But um, the weird part about that being, they actually do show the slap in the preview, even in the Deke one. <laughs> weird. <laughs> they show it in the preview, but then. They cut it out of the actual show. That's and this is lazy. This is a really emotional. Like this whole it's a big scene. Scene is really emotional because Ray doesn't just slap her. She slaps her and calls her a coward. Like she yells at her, and then and and Usagi goes, "Yeah, I'm a coward." <laughs> Like I, I'm not like I'm not strong. And I, then she says, "Memoru got hurt protecting a crybaby like you," and that hurts her so much that like that's, that's everybody. That's such stinging. a good line, though. It's like you know, for whatever reason, they made Ray not a lesbian in the <laughs> anime. And it's kind of like, how is she going to deal with this? That you know, her boyfriend's you know faded to be with somebody else, and yeah, that that was such a great moment where she's like, "He died for you, you piece of trash." It's yeah, just and, so sad. And there are a lot of complex emotions that are going on in this scene. Because you've got, you know, like, hey, you're a moon princess, but you also, you know, you you have a destiny. Oh, and also you just watched your, your boyfriend die. And also, he's also her boyfriend, technically. Yeah. Uh, and she just watched him die and also now knows that he is destined to love you. Yeah. Uh, and meanwhile, Amy's like, oh, I got this computer. <laughs> <laughs> really doing some math over here, guys. Uh, Amy actually gets to be kind of the voice of like, well, I don't know if reason is the right word, but she she break, she eases the tension by going, hey, give her some time. She'll be fine. By the way, I found the way out. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, she found the connection back to three-dimensional space, apparently. And and nothing is resolved. No. Uh, the, just, the I, emotions I think really are not resolved. cool. Yeah. Because they're just like, hey, we have to leave now. You know, we can't come to any kind of emotional resolution right now. We just, we're going to move on and we will have to deal with this later. And that's like, again, the show is very episodic. Uh, obviously, there's overarching plots. Um, there's there's defined story arcs, but generally, you know, it's okay. A thing happened. Now we kind of reset for the next story. In this one, this episode and the next episode, the next episode does kind of get back to what you would call normal for the series. But all of these feelings are left completely unresolved for the next couple of weeks. Mm, I mean, a little bit. I think there's a little bit more resolution to come between in this episode between Ray and Usagi. Yeah, but but it also doesn't go away. Right. It's it's not completely gone. But I think there is there is a little. There's one more bit to this. It, it doesn't just end with the slap. I think there's a little bit more in a sec because the, so they go to the just go to the exit, which just looks like a pile of rubble. So I guess they're just yeah. like it's this way. Um, so Kunzai shows up. And he and says, shows up, yeah. I am here to get revenge because you killed uh I know his name. Hang on. <laughs> no, uh, it's, it's Zachary. You killed Zachary. <laughs> oh. He was so a- many men on the side. He can't remember. You killed one of my guys. You killed that the blonde guy? <laughs> the, the pretty the one. Hair? The pretty one. I mean the, the, I mean not as pretty as me, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so Usagi is still very scared. Usagi is not like, all right, let's fight. Usagi is like, Ugh. all the other scouts have to step up. Uh, and then they tell the cats to go hide. And speaking of goofy sound <laughs> the effects, cats do. The cats do. go, all right. Be, be careful. Out. And then and they run and they're running away. goes like, pew. 
<laughs> like it, another ridiculous sound effect in this episode. Uh, you know, for as often as they're in danger, they should find some way to like strap guns to the side of the cat. Sure. Well, yeah. I mean, two. What was it? Two episodes ago, where Luna just sat there and watched Kunzite almost kill the Sailor Scouts with nothing she could do. It was pretty sad. Yeah. Do like the thing they have on the internet with the hamster, where you duct tape a, a knife to a hamster. <laughs> do that with Luna. She can just run I at like, you. I like how you just said that. Like that's a thing we all know about. <laughs> Have you not seen that? <laughs> no. Sadly, oh. no. Guys, you need to go to trash your website. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, man. So Jupiter shoots lightning at Kunzite. He absorbs it. Uh, Venus throws crescents at him. He absorbs them. Uh, it's not going well for the Sailor Scouts. Guess what? Uh, so then he like shoots their own energy back at them and like totally wipes them out. Uh, so then Mars goes, well, it happened to both of them, but it certainly won't happen to me. Yeah, no, she, that's not what she does. She, she, I, I think she's, I think she knows she's about to get destroyed. But she actually gives a nice little step first, where she's like, um, you know, what does she say? Like Sailor Moon, don't give up. Like this is just, you know, this is a setback, but we're gonna, you know, you can do it. Don't give but up. But isn't, isn't she also the one who then says to Mercury, "Okay, you need to take care of her." It's like, oh yeah. Well, okay, so you wait for the one with the least amount of power for your backup. Well, she doesn't say she. I mean, what she, I, I think what she actually says is like, Mercury, take her and get away. Like I'm gonna. Do do this like don't just stand here like dipshits and they do kind of just stand there like dipshits <laughs> um yeah but she's like Yusagi, you accept your destiny you can do this um and then she shoots fire and guess what he absorbs the fire and he shoots it back at her and he takes her out shocking uh chris i i'm scandalized mercury doesn't even try shooting bubbles at him she doesn't even try look you don't want to unleash your ultimate attack <laughs> <laughs> so instead, Mercury just if, gets taken down. If Kunzite had that kind of power, <laughs> then uh, it wouldn't stop with the scouts. Yeah, she, Mercury. If she had thrown her bubbles and he had repelled them back, they would have been just just skeletons. Wow, those bubbles are just too dangerous. So he just blows Amy away with his own power, uh, and Amy's like, "You saw you could be brave." And so she gets up there and she, you know, I mean, no shock, she takes out her wand and she fights back and she wins. Hurrah! Yeah, it's you know that that thing that always happens happens. It, it happens with more of a, with more of a, I think like she, doesn't she turn into the princess again and for like half a second, or am I crazy? Oh, which also she, no, no, right. She prays to Sectito Mask for strength. That's what she does. <laughs> right. Like you do. Like I said, a positive portrayal of love. She's <laughs> like, who was the first one here to die? I'll ask them for help. And his, in his mind or in her mind, he tells her, use the silver crystal. And he's like, okay. I mean, she's like, okay. And so- then with the crystal and, and 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 it's weird because like isn't Kunzite's like impressed by that she is able to use the crystal so well but she's like holding it <laughs> like you know what I mean she's literally holding it in front of her it's not like she's well, what do you want her to anything. juggle it what do you want her to do she doesn't listen I'll tell you what she doesn't do she doesn't wave it around in any specific way she doesn't call out any code words you know like she yeah, normally looks, would do she just stands there and awesome, holds it it, listen, it, looks it looks super great. awesome it looks like great. when she's like holding it like braced against his attack and like the big you know kind of explodes out of it like that shit does look pretty rad and it yeah. destroys the tower and again thankfully they weren't in three-dimensional space because they would have fallen from a giant tower when it destroyed um, this this whole little bit like for it being what is essentially a uh, a static shot of uh usagi holding up the moonstick with just some you know you know crackly lightning effects around it like it looks awesome it does i'm not gonna deny that uh so kunzite limps his way home and where we find queen barrel cooking darian in a microwave or something <laughs> 
Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> he's still wearing his tuxedo mask outfit, but she's taken off the mask and the and the jacket. So now he's just in his white vest and white shirt and white tie. <laughs> it looks really weird. Um, so she's microwaving him. She's brainwashing him. She's she's making him evil, as we'll, we'll soon see. Uh, well, he's like in a pod. She's making yeah. him a person. <laughs> she is, yeah. Uh, cut back to Usagi, who is praying thank you to Tuxedo Mask, literally this time, like with her hands clasped and everything. Uh, and then she's just super excited. Uh, she's just like, great, that's it. Uh, I think uh, Artemis says something like, this completes phase one <laughs> or something like <laughs> or no luna says that this completes stage one i would i wouldn't you say which is like that's a weird thing to say luna uh and then everybody's kind of happy and uh those cats have some big eyes in this episode too <laughs> they have big eyes because they're looking into the future in, well into the past well a little bit of both yeah in the into the other times actually technically they're all looking into the sun right at this moment which is <laughs> not- they're, they're also <laughs> in the middle of the ocean which is not where the Starlight Tower was. The Starlight Tower was just in downtown Tokyo. Yeah, that's true. In the last episode, and now they're just like looking into the sun, the sunrise over the sea. I guess. Well, so, now you know what okay. happened to Atlantis. So. Uh, and yeah, that is the end of the episode. So I feel like we learned a lot. Oh uh, man, did we? Jordan, do we have the? Uh, do you have the original Sailor Moon says segment queued up for this episode? Sure, I do. I I can't I can't even imagine what we're about to see. <laughs> it's what we're about to hear. I guess you, that's what you do with your ears is yes, you hear things. That's the one. Yeah. It sounds great being a princess, but it's not just about waving around a wand and wearing cool clothes. It means new responsibilities. Just like growing up. Sure, you get more freedom and control of your life, but that means new responsibilities too. Try taking out the trash for your mom before she has to nag at you. And how about cleaning up your room? And doing your homework without being told? Growing up is full of fun new adventures and new responsibilities. Sailor Moon says, see ya! actually appropriate yeah it's not totally bad i can't believe it that is actually a reasonable summary of what happens to usagi in this episode take out the garbage before your mother tells you to no but she is (laughs) grappling with new responsibilities all right that part is yeah you know speak speaking of this whole we we should learn good relationships bad relationships at one point they could have in any of these been like Sailor Moon says, sometimes your boyfriend might abuse you, and that's when you need to leave him. Oh, that's too heavy. They they couldn't handle that back on the show. They couldn't. They should have. I mean, maybe they should have, but they definitely, I don't think they had the guts to say anything like that. Well, they did They did have that one, uh, Sailor Moon says, that was like, you know, if, if someone makes you feel bad, don't hang out with them. Yeah, but they also, I mean, if you go, if you remember, when they were doing the Netflix episode, episodes like th- those were not the messages we were getting oh no we got those in like uh we got those in like one of the melvin episodes <laughs> early on i think uh but yeah okay so i guess now we should talk about what we learned from this episode and christy we will start with you what did you learn from uh this episode of sailor moon uh that if you're gonna die you better do it in a beautiful way i guess <laughs> It's true. There's, in, in the series, the serious note is like, yeah, what I said, like, you should not be with people that hurt you. But I, I feel also feel like one of these should be like a dare commercial. Those were so popular. Like Sailor Moon says, if somebody offers you the marijuana, you should say no. <laughs> 
Does that come up? Is it going to? No, no, definitely not. That's not even close to any of these episodes. Listen, these I don't these think drugs exist. In way Moonlight. too much to deal with to be getting into drugs. <laughs> I honestly don't uh, think there's a single episode. I, I I could be wrong, but I don't think in any of the five seasons there's anything approaching drugs. Uh, Jordan, what did you learn from this episode? I learned that um, if you're <laughs> <laughs> I didn't learn very much. I learned that uh, the Earth can grow a giant face when it's taken over, and it will become a very menacing uh, planet, uh, and that's bad. Yeah, so watch out for that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Chris? Uh, I learned that if someone is going through a tough time, like if they're going through some some life changes that they're uncomfortable with, if oh, they're no. if they're having like a real hard time adjusting. Just wind up and smack the shit out of their face. <laughs> oh no! I knew you were gonna say that. Because that's a cool thing to do. <sighs> okay, that's... well, I take it back, Chris. You should not work at a woman's shelter. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> can I interrupt for a moment? Well, not interrupt because we just finished that section. There are two more. Yes, you can. There are two more wonderful lines from the Deke translation that I forgot to mention. Oh, well, please tell us all about them. Um, the first one was when Queen Beryl murders Zoisite next to Kunzite, or Malachite, I should say, in that version. Uh, Kun uh, Queen Beryl says to Malachite, dispose of that trash for me. <laughs> Oh, so so Beryl must really like Zoicide then, by your logic, right, Jordan? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Beryl has a crush on her. Yeah. Uh, that's no. You, that's why you would call people trash, right? If you really, really like them. It wasn't teasing. She wasn't teasing. She was twisting the knife. Oh, no. Same uh, word. Exact same words. Not the exact same. Anyway. All right. Uh, you'll like this one more. Uh, Amy, when facing off against... Uh, <laughs> against Malachite by herself. She says to Malachite, go bleach your roots, creep. Oh. Pretty good. <laughs> Amy I says that. that. That's like I the toughest. I remember that from my childhood. That's like it the toughest Amy's ever been. She's good. She's good. Uh, it also uh, implies that, uh, that uh, Malachite dyes his hair. <laughs> yes, that is the other <laughs> implication of that. How does Which she know? Which is weird because, yeah, how would you, like, Amy, your hair is blue. <laughs> Your hair is bright blue, baby. And she she keeps her roots in check. Yeah, she I has so. a place to stand on this. It takes one to know one in that respect. Yeah. All right, well, that does it for uh, this episode. Again, like a lot of uh, interesting stuff. Now, like I said last week, I, I prefer the, the funnier, sillier, more action-y oriented episodes. But there's a there's a lot of really really good stuff in this. Um, a lot of really interesting stuff to talk about. A lot of interesting character work. Uh, so it is uh, it is very much a, a an episode that I think is rewarding to watch. Uh, it's a good one. It's a very good one. Agreed. Um, I don't think it's as good as last week's episode, but I think it was fun. Well, I mean, nobody got stabbed to death in this one, so. <laughs> You really think he died? Like, I just assumed since he didn't, since he gets better that he didn't actually die. But I guess she could have come, come brought him back from the dead. Who knows? Everybody comes back. To, you work for Marvel. You know how it works. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, look, this is not the first, this is not the, the only time that characters in this show are going to be murdered by Queen Beryl yeah. and be definitely dead and then come back to life. That's true. That's true. Fair enough. Not even the only time for him. So, <laughs> all right. Well, I guess that's that for this one, right? Yeah. 
yeah. Uh, so I would say uh, check this one out. And the interesting thing is next week, we are going to be kind of back on track with the episodes that we're used to, uh, the sort of Monster of the Week episodes. But we're still going to be dealing with a lot of the ramifications of this one. So that's going to be a fun one to to check out as well. Uh, but that brings us to the end of this week's show. Uh, before we leave, Christy, can you tell everyone where they can find you online? Well, you can find me at ChristyLeeStewart.com. Good luck on trying to spell it. It's okay. Um, Twitter, Christy L. Stewart. And I work for GoodMorningMedia.com. It's morning with you. So you can find me there. Cool. Uh, I'm on Twitter at CrackShot with a zero for an O. Uh, I'm on Twitter at the ISB and uh, the show is on Twitter at Sailor Business, uh, where you can talk to us. You can send us your thoughts on all the uh, Four Kings of Heaven's relationships <laughs> with each other and others. You can send us fan art. You can send us interesting things about Sailor Moon. Uh, we got someone sending us a uh, a series of screenshots from a weird uh, quiz based video game that involves all the scouts on pogo sticks. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. Which that's so strange. Super weird, but was super fun to see. There was also a chicken there for some reason. So that was really cool. Uh, you can send us listener questions that we will answer on the show. Uh, all of that you can find at uh, Sailor Business on Twitter. And of course, you can find the show at SailorBusiness.com. Uh, if you enjoy the show, why not head over to iTunes? Give us a little five-star rating. One for each of the inner century. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, leave us a leave us a rating or review. Help other Sailor Moon fans find the show. Uh, honestly, the best way to support the show, if you like it, is to tell people uh, to listen. So if you feel like spreading the word, please do. That would be great. If you like me and Jordan, this is going to be a good week for you. Uh, X-Men 92 number one is coming out on Tuesday of this week. Uh, I co-wrote it along with my co-writer, Chad Bowers, who has zero interest in Sailor Moon. <laughs> and uh, Jordan was the editor on it. So uh, it's, uh, it's a good... It's a good comic book. I'm swooning, you guys. I love X-Men. Oh, good. Well, I hope you like it. It's got, it's got, I think Rogue's your favorite, right? Oh, yes. Yes, yes. It. Do you like it when Rogue calls Gambit a creep? I, I like her doing anything. <laughs> well, then you will, you will certainly, you'll certainly enjoy this first issue, I think. As long uh, as you didn't kill her, I'll be okay. Nope. <laughs> oh, we kill everybody. <laughs> like you said, if everybody dies, I'm okay. It's a Marvel comic. Oh. Yep. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, you can find that on Comixology or on the Marvel app, either way. Yeah, and it'll be out in print next week if you prefer to get your comics on paper. Next month. Uh, oh, yeah, next month. Sorry. Okay. Did I say next week? Yeah. Yes. It'll be on print next month. It's also bi-weekly uh, digitally, too, so keep an eye out. Uh, that's it. That's all the plugs we got. Uh, definitely check out uh, Christy's stuff. Christy, you will join us next week uh, when we will be watching episode uh, 36, Usagi's Confusion. Is Tuxedo Mask evil? <gasps> I will be here unless you guys are totally disappointed with this episode. <laughs> then it'll just be the two of you. Then then you'll be here. So until then, keep Aww. your mind on Sailor Business. It's not you I'm after. Go bleach your roots, creep. Fine, then. It's your loss. <laughs>